Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, the learning in Elo, we've been learning, sponsored by uh, Michal Ogens, um, by Josh and Marilyn, in memory of Marilyn's Iman, Josh's Abba, and Mindy, in honor of the birth of her, of her twin grandsons. The whole week this week has been sponsored by Miriam and Avram Deutsch for their Fulshtem of Paralima Basara, Lachiash Prince Bas Miriam. Okay, we have a lot. We have a lot to get to, so I want to get right to it. I'm very excited right now because this is Torah that I've been wanting to learn for a very long time. This is a light of Torah that is something else. This is from a tzaddik who's a, a relatively young tzaddik. I will not say what that age is to make anyone, you know, obviously, to not make anyone feel weird about when I say young, bichlal. <laughs> But he's relatively a younger tzaddik. This is a, this, and he's, he's right here in Beit Shemesh. He is something else. His Torahs are something else. He's simply the real deal. He's uh, our dear friend, Judah Michelle's Rebbe. He's, he's the, 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 the Torah we're speaking about right now is something, like we always say, Dvarim Hashavim Lechol Nefesh. It's getting closer and closer. <laughs> And we're almost like Bamesh Rosh Hashanah. And there's, you know, if, if we really, if we really could choose, if our neshamas really were more in touch with us, they would beg us all day long, taking every second, every second of the preparation so that you could really understand and be present during Rosh Hashanah about what it's really all about. And then <clears throat> it just comes and shh, it, it, it's so fast. Even like, even though it's a yama richter, it's one long day, it comes, it, it's so fast. So uh, we're going to try to do as much as we can. We have this week, this Thursday morning, and we have next Thursday morning. And next Thursday morning is the day, befo- day before, but still it's very, very important that we do as much as we can to understand what is going, what is transpiring. What is the day really all about? Because it's a, it's a secret. Every other holiday, you could say, it's this. That happened. This happened. Rosh Hashanah is a secret. It's still a secret. I would never do this normally, but I'm actually wondering... I'm not going to do it. <clears throat> I was going to say, let's learn the last paragraph first and go backwards, but that was a little bit presumptuous of me. Let's delve right inside. We have a beautiful ma'amar from Rev Kluger, who is, didn't grow up, I don't think he grew up as a breast lover. He's, he definitely has become a kusher to Rabbeinu HaKadosh Tanachem, Levi'am HaKorchachmat, Rabbi Nachman. But what's, what's interesting about his teachings is that it's, you, sometimes you learn these farm and you feel like someone's laying a breast lover trip on you. It's not a breast lover trip. It's a, Rabbi Nachman's definitely here. <laughs> no doubt. He's, he's behind every word over here. But there's, a, there's something here, there's his own Lashon, that I think we will find a very Chazak connection to help us get in, in touch with what we just spoke about. Like I said before, Rosh Hashanah, Mazah. Mazah Yomazah. What is this 48-hour day, one day? What is going on over here? Especially this year. Mamash, like if, if it was crazy enough, if it was mysterious enough, then bring in Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah, it's even more mysterious, which we'll be talking about a little bit during Rosh Hashanah itself. I would say get your seats if you didn't yet, but that doesn't really, it wouldn't help anybody either. So Hashem should open the gates, everything will work out. Bezrat Hashem. Yeah, it will, it already is. I want to go right into his Lashon. 
We're not going to be, I know this is like a fat pack you got, you got over here of all these, uh, all these papers, but <clears throat> you'll see. We're, I'm going to be jumping around a little bit, but it all mechuvan. Does everyone have pages? All right. If you're going to write on it, you're more than welcome to write on it, hold on to it, and just bring it back next week, because we're definitely going to be continuing with this next week. Be'omdeinu lifnei Rosh Hashanah, navo besiyata dishmaya lihitbonen bepashtut haktuvim vedivrei chazal hakadoshim. Let's understand. Let's understand what, the, what, the, what Chazal have said about Rosh Hashanah. Lavin, maya nekuda ha-pnimit shel Rosh Hashanah. Try to understand what the inner point of Rosh Hashanah is all about. Asher nikra Yom Tov. Rosh Hashanah is called the Yom Tov. Ubepashtut hu tamua. On a simple level, tamua means it's wondrous. Lo muvan, right? Sheken Yom Tov mevate Yom Shebo anu meorerim inyan tov shekibanu pam. What is yantiv usually? Yom tov expresses a certain inyan, a certain, know, a certain matter. We awaken a certain inyan that we once received. What does that mean? We, we reawaken a certain nekuda. That's what yom tov usually is. We reawaken a certain concept, a certain thing. That we once received. Nachon? Kegon Pesach, Shavuot, Besukot, Shehem Ze. Are there any extra ones? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Kabbalat HaTorah ve'ananeh ha'kavod. Right? Pesach is Yitziat Mitzrayim. Shavuot is Kabbalat HaTorah. Sukkot is ananeh ha'kavod, meaning when, when Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot appear, what's the simcha of the day? Tachlis. Is we're re- reawakening the appreciation of the gift that we received on that specific day. That's what a Yom Tov is. It's, oh, this is a good day. Why? Well, this happened now. We're not just remembering it, we're reawakening that, that energy. We're reawakening that spark. Even Yom Kippur, that's rooted, its root is like what brought about Yom Kippur? One of the most horrible sins that ever happened, but eventually... What's the, what's the matana that we received on the first Yom Kippur? Kapara. Kapara. Nachon? That means acceptance of forgiveness. Clean, a cleansing. So Yom Kippur, the nekudah of Yom Kippur that, I, that reawakens every Yom Kippur is that once, there was once upon a time, there was this day, the first Yom Kippur, that there was a nekudah of cleansing that took place, acceptance of our forgiveness, and that's reawakened Every year on these days. Kaparata avonot vehitgalut shloshes remidot shel rachamim. Even though Hanukkah and Purim aren't Yom Tovs, Hasidim still always say to each other good Yantav on Hanukkah and Purim. Kmochen Hanukkah ve Purim hem lezecher hanis. I remember one time I said, I said, I thought a guy was a chaser. I said good Yantav. He looked at me like chutzpah, mechutzaf. Yeah, he started giving me such musr for kidu. I'm dissing 
the Kedusha of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, or Shani and Kippur, because I said to him on Hanukkah, Agud Yontiv. And he looked at me and he said, Chag Hanukkah Sameach. That's how it started. <laughs> I remember it. I was standing, it was in Davidka. I remember it till today, in Davidka. Kmochen Hanukkah Vipurim Mezecher Anisim Agdolim Shirula Avotenu Bayamim Ahem Bazmanazeh. Hanukkah and Purim are also reawakening that thing that, that happened that time, right? Of what happened on Hanukkah and Purim. I'm awakening it. Now let me ask you a question. What are we reawakening on Rosh Hashanah? What Nikuda, what happened on Rosh Hashanah that it's a Yom Tov that we're saying, ah, this is what I'm bringing back to the table. This is what I'm reawakening. This is what I'm remembering. Ulam Rosh Hashanah li davar. Nothing happened with us, to us, Rosh Hashanah. And why are we even celebrating it being a Yom Tov? Now, that's an interesting question. In the morning halachas that we've been doing this whole week, after Shachras, we've been addressing this, seeing how even within the world of halacha, the halachas of Rosh Hashanah, of it being a Yom Tov, are very different than the other Yom Tovs. Like, well, a few of the examples we've been given is that on Rosh Hashanah you're supposed to wear... You could wear new clothes. It shouldn't be the best clothes in the world, but it should be newer clothes, better clothes than what you're used to. But it shouldn't be the best, because you're still on trial. Even though you're sure everything will be okay, you wear white, but you don't take the, the greatest of clothes. This morning we were speaking about eating. This may calm some of the women in the room down. Don't over... <coughs> the halacha says don't overdo it. <laughs> Not the husband that wants you to... <laughs> It's the halacha that says, don't go, don't go nuts. Because really, you shouldn't, it says there, like, you shouldn't over, stuff yourself and then take away from the presence of, wait a second, what is this day about? There's this emas adin. So even in halacha, it's, it's, it's clear that the, the simcha of the Yom Tov is different. And he's asking, what is the difference? Like, what, what, why is it, basically he's saying, why is it called the Yom Tov? Why is Rosh Hashanah called the Yom Tov? We can understand why the other Yom Tovs are called Yom Tovs. Why is Rosh Hashanah called a Yom Tov? Now, I'm sure we have many, many different reasons you've already heard in other shirim b'chuleh. He has a certain ma'alach here that's going to be speaking about the avoda of the nefesh that we're trying to tap into to be taken very seriously on Rosh Hashanah. Ubepashtut, the next column on top. ובפשטות היה מקום לומר שאכן ראש השנה איננו קשור בהכרח לכלל ישראל, אלא שבו מתחדשת מלכות השם יתברך בעולם, וזה נעשה על ידי כלל ישראל. He says, Rosh Hashanah is not necessarily a Jewish holiday. Which is so funny, right? He's saying, why is, it's not necessarily, like all the other Yom Tovim, it's like things that happen to Jewish people. Is Rosh Hashanah, and when you look at the davening, is Rosh Hashanah necessarily a Jewish holiday? It's very interesting. It takes us out of our comfort zone when we talk like this. Right? It makes everyone really unspilled, because, whoa, what were the Katzes really doing in Canada over the summer? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, but that's not... I'm trying to bring a, bring a point that actually will help us really, uh, like, really, I live to the Iker of Rosh Hashanah. All right, what is he saying? Something happens in the world. What's that? Mitchadeshet malchut Hashem idvarach be'eretz Yisrael. No. 
מתחדשת מלכות השם יתברך בכל העולם. ומלכות של השם is renewed in the whole world, over everyone. ומסיים ראש השני עם כפר, וידע כל פעול כי אתה פעלתו, ויבין כל יצור כי אתה יצאתו. Every person, every human being, is reconnecting to the Malchut of Hashem. It just happens to be that we are the ones that are ke'ilu ushering in the renewal of the Malchut over the whole world. Hu ke'en yom ha-Shabbat. He says it's a little bit like Shabbos. She'shayach v'kashur ba'omek rak la'ashem yidbarach, ashe'shabbat v'inafash b'yom ha-Shvi'i, it's like, why, why do we even have a shaykhus to Shabbos? That was the day that Hashem said, I'm doing my thing. Ulam, who ichnis besodo gam et b'nei Yisrael, venatan lem et ha-Shabbat kematana tova. But he's like, you know what? I don't want it to just be about me. I'm going to bring you in, Yedilach. Come in. I'm going to give you this matana. It's just a gift. Come and see what, how I rejoice on the seventh day. But even that is, what he's saying over here, I think, is like, ke'ilu... Even Shabbos is hard for us to understand our Shayachut, just like it's hard for us to understand our specific Shayachut to Rosh Hashanah based on the way that we built it up right now. Now skip to the next paragraph. Omnam achare itbonenut bepsukea Torah ubedivrei chazal akdoshim mashma shemi Rosh Hashanah hu michlal amuadot vuhu shayach rak liisrael am krovo velo leumot haolam. But he's saying over here, actually, when we look deep at the way Chazal, the Psukim Chazal used to describe Rosh Hashanah, we will actually see, no, 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 this is actually very much a yontiv, a moed. Now, moed means a, a meeting place, ohel moed, the tent of gathering. Itafka, we do meet Hashem in a very, very strong play, way. And it's also shayach very much specifically to Am Yisrael, the rejoicing of it. Even though it's shayach, even though what happens is happening to the whole world, we play what we 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 play the the role of hitchatshut hamelucha for everyone else to feel. Ubasvarim akdoshin biyaru et mahut hayom tov shalosh hashana beofanim shonim, like he said. In all the different svarim, you'll see different takes, different connections to what makes rosh hashana rosh hashana. Benavo levaeh besad dishmaya havana nosefet. And with Bezrat Hashem, we're going to bring a different, under, a different understanding of all this. Now, the next page, Shin Yud Chet, and the next page, Shin Yud Tet, I'm going to tell you outside, okay? Just because of time and because, like I said, we have two, two, two times to meet, and it's very important we get to the Nikuda. He goes through the Psukim and the Ramban that explain what does the Torah say about Rosh Hashanah. Now, if there's one word, and this year it's even more shayach than ever, if there's one word that goes together with Rosh Hashanah, what would that word be? That the Torah speaks, that the Torah calls it. Zikaron. Zikaron. Zikaron, Zikaron, Zikaron. The yantiv of Rosh Hashanah is based upon this word Zikaron. Yom Zikaron, Zichron Tru'ah. And on this year, why did I say Dafka this year? Because... This year on Shabbos, we literally have to have a zichron truah, even though the Torah also calls it yom truah. But this year on Shabbos, we have zichron truah. We remember that Rosh Hashanah is about a truah, but we can't do it because of the gzera of Chazal, 
that we don't blow shofar on Shabbat, and that's for another shir right now. We have a whole month of shofar. We have a whole month, even though we know that it's different, different reasons behind it. We have enough memory to remind us that's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. But for, for all intents and purposes of this shir, that's really what he's focusing on. Zikaron. Again, there are a lot of different takes to what Rosh Hashanah is about. This is not to say, this is the one. But I think this is the one. <laughs> I actually do think this is the one. I'm just, just, just saying. Okay? So that's why I'm not, we're not going, it's a whole thing that he does. Bring me the shofar that I, rem, that I should remember. That's what Hashem says. Bring me the shofar that I should remember. And it says, Yom Zikaron. It's basically, and that you should remember. It's all about memory. It's all about evoking a memory of something that actually did happen this day. And if we don't remember very clearly what happened on this day, it'll be very hard for us to usher in any newness to the new year. Even if it's happening, Mimele. But it'll be very hard for us to feel Hitchachut, which is what we so desperately need, so desperately want, and so desperately long for. So now, if you go to the bottom left of Shin Yutet, we're going to pick it up from there. You established, through the last page and a half, that there's a zikaron letova, that there's a memory for the best, that gets awakened on Rosh Hashanah. And that's why the Torah refers to Rosh Hashanah as Yom HaZikaron, the day of remembering. And now we're also going to understand how the concept of remembering something for the best has to do with the voice of the Shofar. And I just want to say something else. I'm getting the chills as I'm reading this. What's the most... What's the day that really awakens our kishkas in the most painful way more than anything in Israel? In modern, Yom HaZikaron. Yom HaZikaron, we have that day already. Yeah, we have two Yom HaZikarons. We have Rosh Hashanah and we have Yom HaZikaron for the Giborim of Mesirus Nefesh. Remember that, those words. Because at the end of what we learn, it'll really, it'll really come together. Okay? On both Yom HaZikaron, we are tuned into remembering something. On Rosh Hashanah, and on, it comes in from two different angles, but we're going to see that they meet at exactly the same nekuda. On Rosh Hashanah, the Zikaron reminds me of something, <coughs> reminds Hashem, Kivyachol. The shofar blowing reminds Hashem, Kivyachol, of something heroic. Letova, and on Yom Hazikaron, Dalet Be'iyar, usually, we have a Yom Hazikaron reminding us of the same Nekuda from, a, from the other way, from Amash, the other direction. So now look at this. Hadvarim mefurashim umevuarim bechazal. And I love this shir also because I don't know how much of you get to learn some, some get to go through chazals and, and certain gemaras and everything. He's going to be touching upon like the whole, all the, all the, our whole Masoret. So the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says, Lama tokim beshofar shel ayal, shel ayil? Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
תקעו לפניי בשופר של אייל, כדי שאזכור לכם עקדת יצחק בן אברהם. I want you to use a shofar, a specific type of shofar, a ram. Why? Because there's one thing that I really want to remember today, and I want to be thinking about as you're going through your trial. There's something I want, I want to remember, but Hasidim always say, that means there's something, if Hashem says something I want to remember, it's something I want you to remember. Think about what I'm thinking about right now. God doesn't need to think about anything. But when we use Lashon like this, it's for us to be thinking about what we're thinking about. At that moment when I think about, when you use the shofar, which is obviously coming from that, that shofar that was by the Akedah, I consider it as if you all akadatem, you bound yourself up before me. Bound like binding of the Akedah. Akad, what, what a lashon from the Gemara, huh? Akadatem atzmechem lefanai. That you, that if I would have, it's, Hashem says, I considered it to be as if, if I told you, take yourself up to Hara Moriah, that each and every one of you would do it. You know, we sit back, we learn the story of Akedat Yitzchak, and it blows our mind, like, wow. They must have really believed in God. You know, they must have really believed in God. Hashem's not telling us to go and do that. But Hashem is saying, well, do something that reminds me of that story. Take the shofar, and we'll bring up a zikaron. Wow, nachon. That's what happened. Nachon. And Hashem is saying, and are you thinking about that as well? Because it's in you as well. And that's the nekuda of the shem. Mevuar, shekasher anachnu tokim bashofar, this explains to us that when we blow the shofar, we are reminding, we are, we are bringing forth again the schut of Yitzchak Avinu that agreed to be bound up on the, on the altar. And it's as if Hashem, again, he's reinforcing this point, it's as if Hashem Yitbarach also considers us that we went up as well and put ourselves on that altar. Now we can understand what Rosh Hashanah, a little bit more about Rosh Hashanah is all about. First, we read about it. It's not just that it happens at, at a at blowing of the shofar that this memory is brought up. That's what the Kriyat Torah is, nachon? On the second day. We, we, that's what we lane. We lane Akedat Yitzchak on Rosh Hashanah. Anu korim Hashanah. Why? Now this is connecting to the beginning of Shir. Me'achar shebo bayom hitrachesh oto Remember we said before, nothing happened on Rosh Hashanah? It's natural. It's not like, it's a little bit different because on Sukkot and on Pesach and Shavuot, we have these dates more or less in the Torah. We don't have this date in the Torah, but the Zohar reveals to us something amazing. Do you know when Akedat Yitzchak happened? It happened on Rosh Hashanah. So we are 
bringing forth the memory of something that actually took place on that day. Like we've always learned that the, the whole Semcha of a Yom Tov is reawakening matanot, nekudot, schuyot that became available, applicable, whatever you want to call it, on those certain days. Charek Purim, same thing. So Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's so nistar, we had to wait for the Zohar Kodesh to come and say, by the way, this also happened. And it was on Rosh Hashanah. What happened? What we're trying to bring forth before Hashem in memory happened on this day in Rosh Hashanah. I'm sure you all, you all knew this already, nachon? That it ha- you didn't know this? Most of the Chavre didn't know? Akedat Yitzchak happened in Rosh Hashanah? Some of you know. It's an amazing thing. Ukreazo, leaning it in the Torah, he kehakt, and this is why it's so amazing this year again, because on this year we only have shofar on the second day, nachon? And we're leaning Akedat Yitzchak on the only day that we have shofar blowing this year. That after we lane, we read about the story of the Akedah, we do that. Which reminds our memory for the best. What becomes revealed when we're reading the Torah and we're doing this? Do you think Hashem needs us to read the Torah to remind Hashem? Does Hashem need anything? Never. Never has, He never wills. Like when someone, someone, you have to, know the shluch, you have to be careful. Hashem needs you to put on tefillin. Hashem doesn't need you to do a thing in this world. You have to substitute that word with want. Hashem, want that? Yeah. Ritzon Hashem. That's what the Torah is. Ritzon Hashem. Need mapiton. What's the Ritzon Hashem through the reading of Akedat Yitzchak for us? What do you think? Why do you think we're reading this? Why do you think we're blowing the shofar mitzad Hashem? Why did Hashem tell us to blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah? For what? For what reason? To remind... The Gemara is using a Lashon to remind him of good things. But for us, why is Hashem telling us to think about these things? Okay, don't, don't answer yet. We're going to keep on learning. I'm going to read these lines maybe three more times, okay? Because I want everyone to digest these words, okay? Etzem metziyutenu hi metziyut shel mesirut nefesh. Okay, etzem metziyutenu, the essence of our true reality. By the way, this is Tanya 101, what he's saying. Okay, this is brought down in the Tanya as clear as possible. The essence of our, of our reality, of our existence, is a reality of mesirut nefesh, meaning the most real you will ever feel in this world is when you act with Mesirut Nefesh in this world. Now, according to the Baal Kabbalah, I want to share something. This is very intense. I think I shared it once before. None of us want to come back in another Gilgul. Agreed? Yeah. We want to get it done this time? It's pretty much agreed, right? And none of and, and all of us have been here before. And you're, agreed? It's like, what are you going to say? Yes? 
the Shirat David women are insane, right? <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're going to start telling me, like, yeah, I, I, you know, I know exactly what I was before. But based on the Arkabala, none of us are, I don't think any of us are, are really new. We're not here for the first time. Okay? This is all, we're cleaning up, we're, we're, this is it. This is Alavai, right? Okay. According to the Zohar HaKodesh, it says like this. For a person to not come back, they have to either die Al-Kiddush Hashem or be willing to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. Okay? That means that in the last generation... Oh boy, how many have done their taken? How many have, have, how many, right? But the truth is, is that no one looks, it's a sword to look, to be able to do our tikkun on the first way. What we're here to do is to live a life of Mesirut Nefesh. To live al Mesirut Nefesh. Living, on, living Mesirut Nefesh, just to explain, it doesn't mean choosing the most dangerous place in the world to live and raising your family there. It happens to be that is, what, that is an, an element of it. But realizing that our mitziyut is mitziyut nefesh can mean that that person in shul, that their davening drives me insane every Shabbos. It makes me it makes me want to contemplate other religions. That, 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 right? I've had conversations like this. Their davening drives me. I had two of these this week. Two com- No, no, not about contemplating. No, 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 no. Not that part. That was a guzma. I'm talking about the first part of, I can't, it's like, I want to come to shul and work on my midot, be that loving person, and then every single thing in the world is, gets triggered in me, when someone else davens in a certain way, can you say something? Right. Yeah, I, so I always say, yes, let me say something to you. Right? <laughs> I will say something, and it's to you right now, right? That's, how we, that's generally how it is. It could be Mesirut Nefesh, Mamash, for certain people, that that's their Mesirut Nefesh, to actually lafoch et ha'inyan letova. That could be Mesirut Nefesh. I've told you many times the story of the Obavitcher Rebbe, where someone came, a scientist came to him one time and they sent him a letter. They sent him a letter with a few proofs against the validity of the authenticity of the Torah. And the Rebbe sent him back a mezuzah. Thinking that the Rebbe, that something happened in the mail, that there was some kind of a balagan. So he's like, I'm going to write again, or maybe I'll, I'll, and he had a few more chidushim, right? He had a few more chidushim, and he added a few of them on. Send to the Rebbe, and this time he gets a pair of tzitzis, right? Now it's a little bit, like, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. Yala, chile gimel, more chidushe toyer, more chidushe apikorsus, he writes, and he starts writing against the context of the Sabbath, the way we observe it today, and, and I think there were other things there about, you know, obviously Torah being from Shemaim or not, and he writes his whole, his whole thesis, and he sends to the Rebbe, and, you know, this time he thinks, okay, now, now I got him. Now he has to respond. And this time he sends tefillin. It gets tefillin. Okay. Huh? It's getting more, it's getting more. He's writing, uh, he's writing stronger stuff. He's writing, he's upping the, he's writing strong stuff. He has to get stronger stuff, right? Listen to this. I don't know 
would, the, the most beautiful piece of the story would have been, and then a shliach made him from. I don't know if it was a shliach, but something happened to him, and he did get closer to, he got close to Torah. Right? I would like to believe, of course, it's in the schluss of those things, and he comes on, I don't know if it was dollars, or it was, it was before the times of dollars, he could still have yechidus. And he comes to the Rebbe and he said, I have a question. You could have answered all those shilas and disproved all of them years ago when I started writing you. And, you know, I could have been Shomer Torah Mitzvah already much, much earlier. Why, why didn't you? He says, the Rebbe says, let's not kid ourselves. For sure I would have won an argument. I don't know if that would have convinced you to do anything at that moment. I would have won an argument, but I definitely would have lost the possibility of a friend. I would, have lo- I would have won an argument, but I would have lost a friend. Do we see that in Am Yisrael, that is mamash the metzius of metzius nefesh in our times? Mamash. I would have won an argument, but I would have lost a friend. If Kluger is saying to us something very important, and these words struck me so deep, you know what happens to us and with the tkiyas of the shofar, what, what's revealed to us? Our ratzon, what we really want, who we're really about, becomes revealed to us through this whole description of Akidat Yitzchak, playing the main role and function of Rosh Hashanah. Because it's reminding us, we are Enoch Lech, we are Tzetzayim, we are descendants of Yitzchak Avinu, and his pnimiyut ratzon was that he should be bound. How do we know that? from the Torah, the Pasuk, that tells us that it wasn't Avram Avinu forcing Yitzchak to go on the Akedah. How do we know? There's a Pasuk. Vayilchu shnehem yachdav. Vayilchu shnehem yachdav. They both went together. So this is the, the most beautiful thing over here in Rosh Hashanah is that why is it on, on, on a certain level such a yantiv? Because is there anything more beautiful when I discover that my Ratzon HaPnimi is to mamish give my life for Hashem? Can I say anything more beautiful about myself? Can anything bring me more simcha in the world when I discover that that's who I really am and that's what I really want? You know what Averas do? Averas cover up this reality. Averas create mechitzas between the real me and what's become of me. And I, the reason I'm doing so much tshuva, hopefully all year long, but definitely during Elul, is to get to this nekudah ha-pnimit, where when I think of myself, I stop being the greatest self-persecutor. Is that when I think out of myself, when I think about myself, there's no greater joy. To Hashem also, there's no greater joy, not just to us. The simcha of the yantev of Rosh Hashanah is that the nekuda of Mesirut Nefesh being the real me, that I would be willing to do anything for Hashem, brings the greatest joy to me. And it also brings the greatest joy to Hashem when we see ourselves again, when we meet ourselves again. That is the zikaron, that's the day of memory, of remembering what the day is all about. That's the nekuda primit of Rosh Hashanah. Let's continue this paragraph. Again, I'm, I, just, I could say this line all day long. His koach. <coughs> it's funny, out of all the avot, the truth is, 
we always have more romantic imageries with Avram, yeah, Avram and Sarah. You know, Yitzchak and Rivka, of course, there's something about Yaakov, Rachel, but here in Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's, it's really, it's Yitzchak. Yitzchak is the, Yitzchak is the, is the, Yitzchak is that person. He's the image. It's his light, it's his koach, it's his mesirut nefesh. Now you know we have three sections of davening in Shmona Esrei, right? Malchuyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot, nachon? So when it comes to the section of Zichronot, Rav Kluger says, and that's why, look at what it says in Zichronot. As we get close to the ending of the bracha of Zichronot, when then you blow the Shofar, right? Look at the words. Look, it should be seen before you, like the Akeda where Avram bound his son on that Mizbeach. Whatever it took for Avram Avinu to be Avram Avinu, whatever it took from them to not get their own machshavot in the way because they wanted to listen to your words, so too Hashem Barach in the schut of what happened then, your, racha, your ka'as on us, if there is any ka'as on us, it should be swept away whenever you remember it's this mishpacha that I'm still talking to. It's this family. It's this... These are the these descendants of this one. Like I shared with you on the Sunday, I think the Sunday morning share about, um, I said it in Shul also, but I believe Yitzchak B'ditshever. Did I say, did I share it with you? About what happened one year in Elul? Where did I say it? I don't remember. This is a, this is a great thing. It's a, it, it lines up perfectly with this. In the, in the yeshiva of the Chafetz Chaim, one year in Elul there was a, a few chevra that it was very clear after a few minutes they, 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 they were in the wrong yeshiva. I don't know if it ever happened to any of your children or even to you, like you signed up for a school. It was clear to you, it was clear to the staff, to everyone, this is not, this was a mistake. It's not working out. No? Didn't happen to you? It was in a men's year. Huh? It was in a men's I think I mentioned it in shul, yeah. So... It, it, it was discovered that one of the boys, who was a little bit of a shovav, I guess, was an anikul of Rebbe Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev. So the Chofetz Chaim found out about this. He calls, them to, he calls that kid to the office, and he said, listen, um, I changed the Hanhala's decision. You, you, you cannot be thrown out now. So I, I didn't add to the story that maybe, he said, we'll see, maybe you could be thrown out in Cheshman or in Kislev, but in Elul, I need an anikul of Reb Levitzchak to be here because he is the one that was always, always defending every yid before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? So I need that anikul to be here in the yeshiva, and he stayed. So it's the same thing over here. What we're saying is like, who are we bringing up in memory? Who are we bringing up in memory? We're bringing up in memory the Mesiris Nefesh yid. That's Yitzchak Avinu. That and that's why it says, "Vakedat Yitzchak lezaro hayom berachamim tiskor." And the Zera, the offspring of Yitzchak, that's who we're asking today for you to remember. We could have said the Zera of Avram, we could have said the Zera of Yaakov, we could have said the Zera of Yosef, but when it comes to remembering the offspring of someone, 
That's how we say it in the brachas. Baruch atah Hashem, zocher abrit. And we end off with such confidence because we say, Blessed are you Hashem. You remember the covenant. The covenant with who? Or with everyone. But today, we're focusing on the covenant that was made with Yitzchak Davka. Why? Because who he was was Mesirut Nefesh. And we're realizing that's who we are as well. And when you look at us and think of us, you know we would do anything in the world for you when we're connected to the true, our true selves. We've been working for 30 days in Elul now to get back to the true selves. We're, we're working so hard on getting back to remembering what we'd be willing to do in this world, who we really are. You see that. We see that. Yom Tov. That's the Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah. That is the nekuda that's mit'orer on Rosh Hashanah mitzad the Indian of Zikaron. And we'll, just, we'll just do this last paragraph. We'll end with this for today. So just on a very simple level, we remember, we remember in Rosh Hashanah, not just chesed, not just rachmim, but even al-din, according to din, to be zolche badin. Al Shem Shi Israel Ochlim Matan Shara. This is so beautiful. Why is it what's a ma'achelet usually re- reference to? Does anyone know? Huh? Yeah. No, no, he didn't take the knife. He took the ma'achelet, meaning it's just so beautiful here. Um, he, he took the, 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 the gobbling up of the reward of Messias Nefesh. That's what he took with him. It's not only, we don't just read this in the depth of it, only to remind us that we should be Zolche Badin. What this day is really doing is just expressing what this day is really all about. We read Akedat Yitzchak not just to merit a reward, we mention Akedat Yitzchak to proclaim what this day is all about. Yom HaZikaron. Hainu shebayom hazeh mitoreret ma'alatam hamufla'a shel b'nei Yisrael. The simcha of Rosh Hashanah is that I remember who I really am. I remember who I really am. No, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. On the other hand, we're bringing back the Zikaron before Hashem and it helps us bizoche badin. But what is it? How, Hashem could keep on doing this every single day. But if I don't remember that the real me is this, it's for me. לטובה. We remember that this is who we really, what we're really all about. And again, emuna in a nutshell. If I had to listen this whole shir and say, so what the emuna? What's emuna? Emuna is believing that after all the hard work I do, admit all the sincere work that I do, that after removing any shmutz, which we call averot, but it could also be not dafka averot, but anything that even dvarim mutarim, 
that aren't needed. Do you understand? Not just averot, but even permissible things that just aren't needed because they're just clogging an access to who I really am. Emunah means that I'm going to discover this nekuda. I'm going to discover the Yitzchak Avinu that's within me. And when I discover the Yitzchak Avinu that's within me, nothing brings greater Simcha Takadosh Baruch Hu. And when that happens, there's a hitchachut of melucha of Hashem on me. The mamlacha that I speak about, that's what we're going to talk about next week, this kingdom that I speak about that happens in the whole world, first has to obviously happen on me. Hashem becomes a melech on me again when he sees I, he has another soldier that would do anything for him. And I become, I realize, the awareness is, I realize I become that person. I could become that role that could change the whole course of all of, not just Jewish history, world history, because a yid working with Mesirus Nefesh is the most powerful dynamite thing that, 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 that can be in this world. A yid that's living with Mesirus Nefesh does more in this world than any other thing in the world. Again, the Mesirus Nefesh can be eventually smiling and even enjoying that other person's death. For some people, it could be bigger things. Whatever it is, we should have a shayachut to it. Anyway, this is the beginning of this mahalach of understanding why Yom Tov, again, how we started this year. Why is this called a Yom Tov? Why is it called Mikra Kodesh? What's exactly going on? Nothing really happened. No, something did happen. Actually, one of the most important things that ever happened in the world, according to the Zohar Kodesh, happened on this day. And that's the context of today, and we're going to continue with Bezrat Hashem next week. All right, thank you so much for coming, everyone. Shkoyach.